This podcast is recorded in two parts. This is the first part. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Empowered Word of Faith podcast. Good evening, everyone. This is Evangelist Alfreda Lockett Evans. I'm from Full Gospel Holy Temple Church in Dallas, Texas. On tonight's podcast, we're going to be talking about a very important subject, and that subject is the promise, purpose, and power of the Holy Ghost. People seem to understand God, they understand Jesus, they understand angels, and even devils. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost, they are so confused. The Holy Ghost is who we need to live holy according to the mandates of the Bible. Let's talk about the definition of holiness. According to Unger's Bible Dictionary, holiness is a term that indicates sanctity or separation from all that is sinful, impure, or morally imperfect. It means moral wholeness. It is also one of the central attributes of God. Through man's disobedience to God's command, man lost an essential feature of God, which is his holiness. Sin absolutely destroyed holiness in mankind. However, Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension back to heaven made it possible for us to regain a right relationship with God. It is the Holy Ghost who helps us to live for God. The Holy Ghost is the third member of the Godhead. The Holy Ghost has the power to change and transform any individual from a person that God cannot have fellowship with due to sin to one that is pleasing unto him. Whether the problem in an individual's life is drugs, fornication, even murder. There is nothing too hard for the Holy Ghost to change. It's the Holy Ghost that makes the difference. Let's talk about Peter's transformation through the Holy Ghost. An excellent example of the ability of the Holy Ghost to change lives is found in the Word of God. Now, the Apostle Peter was a fisherman by trade. He was known by several names in the Bible, including Simon, Simon Peter, and in Matthew 16 and 17, he was called Simon Barjona, or Simon, son of John. Peter was a lying, cussing, fighting fisherman who was brash, outspoken, and he was just a bad actor. When Jesus was captured in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was Peter who cut off a man's ear with his sword. Peter denied Christ three times, just as Jesus told him that he would. But after he received the Holy Ghost, he was a changed man. Peter went on to become one of the greatest of the apostles used of God to cause many to be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. The Promise of the Holy Ghost God promised to pour his Spirit out upon all flesh in Joel 2 and 28. Let's read that scripture. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. 
As Jesus returned to heaven, he left us a promise that he would send the Holy Ghost to help us. Acts 2 and 39 speaks of that promise of the Holy Ghost to all people. And it said, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. John 16 and 7 states, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Jesus promised that he would send the Holy Ghost and 120 people gathered together awaiting the arrival of the Holy Ghost. They believed the promise and were there to receive it. Suddenly, the Holy Ghost made that promised arrival. Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Just as Jesus promised, the Holy Ghost came. Now, what is the purpose of the Holy Ghost? Jesus explained to his disciples who the Holy Ghost is in this way. It's found in John 16, 8 through 16. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father." Now, the Holy Ghost is still present on the earth, and he is here to help us just as he has helped countless others. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we can always depend on him to lead, guide, protect, and comfort us. He's here to help us to live a holy life, free and separated from sin. Now, let's talk about speaking in tongues, as the Bible says that we should. The Bible tells us that when the Holy Ghost arrived, the 120 people who were waiting spoke in other tongues. Tongues are the Bible evidence that the Holy Ghost has arrived. Comedians laugh and make fun of those who speak in tongues. Some who do not speak in tongues doubt that tongues are real, and others even reject the necessity of tongues. But listen. Some saints have gone so long since they have spoken in tongues 
that they need to question whether or not they still have that joy. Some require a refilling because of their neglect. No tongues, no Holy Ghost. In today's world, it appears that many people are now speaking in tongues or in some kind of tongues, but they're not living lives that exemplify a holy life. It must be pointed out that when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we are given the power to live a holy life, free and separated from sin. Yes, with the Holy Ghost, you can live free and separated, victorious over sin and shame. We should not only speak in tongues, people, but our lives should be transformed when the Holy Ghost makes his arrival. Yes, we look for tongues when you get filled, but what you really need to see is a change in that old nature. You need to see the power that God infuses when you are filled with the Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Until you have the power over sin, you do not have the Holy Ghost. You cannot claim to be saved and even speaking in a tongue that the Holy Ghost gives and continue to live in sin. That's an oxymoron. You just cannot do it. Some people are even teaching people how to speak in tongues. Sorry, but that's a man-made tongue and is not of God. You can love God and live as clean a life as you know how to live. You can desire to receive the Holy Ghost. You can even believe that it's necessary to have the Holy Ghost to live saved. But if you have not received the Holy Ghost, you still don't have it. But I got good news. The good news is you don't have to be a fake or a phony. You can have the Holy Ghost. I can imagine that it's particularly hard for some individuals who've been saved for some time or even in ministry to admit that they've been functioning without the Holy Ghost. But what does that matter now that God has opened your eyes to the truth?